0: Welcome back to Kohalet, a podcast brought to you by the Elders of Maricopa Springs Family Church. In this podcast, our goal is to bring you teachings from the Bible on Christian theology. My name is John Wilberger, one of the Elders of Maricopa Springs Family Church, and this week we're diving into Chapter 34 of Systematic Theology by Dr. Wayne Grudem, focusing on regeneration. So let's get started. So this chapter aims to answer the question, what does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to be born again? And Grudem defines this term, regeneration, as, quote, a secret act of God in which he imparts new spiritual life to us. A secret act of God in which he imparts new spiritual life to us and that comes from and he quotes John chapter 3 verses 3 through 8 so the first thing that we're going to focus on is that the 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 topic that regeneration is totally a work of god so in the work of regeneration, what that means is that we play no active part or role. There's other parts of of spiritual life that we're going to discuss uh, over the next coming weeks where we partner with God in it. But for regeneration, uh, we play no active part or role. It is totally a work of God. And you can see that in a few places. And, and the book itself named several different verses, but a couple of them that we'll pull out. You know, one of them is John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13, where it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So children of God are those that are born of God not our human will, or as John said, the will of man. They're not born of anything that we do, but they're born of God. And a couple other examples of this can be found in James chapter 1 verse 18, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, and as mentioned uh, earlier in what the definition of regeneration was from Grudem, John chapter 3 verses 3 through 8. And again, I want to to reiterate, we did not choose to be born again, just like we didn't choose to be born physically in the first place from our mother's womb. We didn't choose to be born again. It happened to us. Now, there's Old Testament backing for this, and you can see that in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, which says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So all of the I's and the my's in there is God saying what he will do. He will put, he will remove, he will give, right? All of those things are are from God, not something that we're doing, because it is a work of the Holy Spirit. Again, from John chapter 3, verse 8, but it involves the Father bringing forth regeneration. And we can see that, uh, again, a lot of these verses are going to sound the same. James chapter 1, verses 17 through 18, 1 Peter 1, uh, verse 3, There's also Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 5, and Colossians, chapter 2, verse 13. So we must be regenerated before we can respond to effective calling. And effective calling may have been presented a bit last week. um, But basically what it means is we hear the gospel. This is the breakdown, the the, the chronological order that things happen. We hear the gospel. God regenerates us our hearts by working powerfully in us and he speaks powerfully to us. So this is a little nuanced, but both because uh, both regeneration and effective, the effective call happens to us in what seems like the same instance. Um, So we are non-believers. We have both an effective call uh, given to us, and God regenerates us, so he regenerates us to be able to accept the effective call, and then we're saved. Uh, it seems, it seems again, instant to us, um, but that actually leads uh, into the next section that Grudem has, which is called the exact, uh, his, his title is The Exact Nature of Regeneration is Mysterious to Us, and it's true, that, that definitionally is, is true. The exact nature of regeneration is mysterious to us. We know we were somehow spiritually dead, and then we were made alive uh, by God, being fully born again. Fully born again. Not, spiritu- not just spiritually born again, but fully born again. We get that from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, John chapter 3, verse 3, and Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. But we, we don't understand exactly how this hap- happens, and, and scripture is specific in saying that it affects the whole person, not just our spirits, like I, like I said just a couple seconds ago. And if we look at verses like 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The whole The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So it is the whole person, not just our spirits. Another really important thing to know is that regeneration, it happens instantly. It happens instantly and only once. Regeneration only happens one time. So it's not something that you're regenerated and then you fall and then God regenerates you again. No, it only happens one time. And this can manifest itself in a couple different, a few different ways. some people have an immediate reaction to this regeneration, and it's a moment when they realize that they were spiritually dead and suddenly made alive in Christ. This might be a road to a man's moment or some sort of massive paradigm shifting moment that's recognizable in a person's life. And then there may be a... Uh, uh, there may be a time where the event isn't such a radical change in behavior with a dramatic crisis or something like that. Um, But that event of regeneration, it happens at once instantaneously. So even if there isn't a major event or a major shift that's recognizable uh, on the outside, it does still happen all at once instantaneously. And then it will become evident over time in patterns of behaviors. Uh, or desires, all being focused on Christ, not of this world, but of Christ. In the next section, Grudem talks about a sense of what a, what a, what a sense of, in the sense of regeneration is, and it comes before saving faith. Um, so in the sense of regeneration, uh, regeneration comes before saving faith. So what does that mean? Well, in this context, Regeneration is the act of God awakening the spiritual life within us. So in this context, we're talking about regeneration being the act of God awakening spiritual life within us. And that would occur before saving faith. And why would it occur before saving faith? Because regeneration is what gives us the spiritual uh, ability to respond to God in faith. Regeneration gives us the spiritual ability to respond to God in faith, and that faith would be saving faith. So it's important to know that it usually comes so close together with saving faith. Regeneration and saving faith, the effective calling, all of those, they come so close together that to us, it will appear to happen at the same time. So effectively, the, the way that we perceive it it, it, it would happen at the same time. You wouldn't really be able to say or be able to see that, oh, I've been regenerated, regenerated. so now I can accept uh, uh, and have this faith in, in Christ. Um, but we know from many different verses, uh, verses like John chapter 3, verse 5, John chapter 6, verses 44 and 65. And also in Acts chapter 16, verse 14, uh, which I know there's a lot of different verses that are getting laid out in, in this episode. I, as always, I encourage you to grab the book, to grab your Bible, to reference these verses uh, for yourself so you can read this for yourself. Um, but in, in all of those verses, it shows us that God must work our spirits before we respond to saving faith, right? We can even see something like that in what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 14, when uh, he talks about how the natural non-believer doesn't accept the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. In fact, he says that the things of God are folly to them. They're, it's ridiculousness to them because they don't have the capability of discerning what is spiritual. Why? Because the spirit that's inside of them has not been regenerated. They are still of this world. So again, to kind of just wrap up all of that section, we are regenerated by God. And through that, we are able to come to saving faith in God. We are regenerated by God, and though and through that we are able to come to saving faith in God. All right. So now that we kind of have an idea of what regeneration is uh, and how it can be mysterious to us, but still God lets us know that it, it's part of His salvation work uh, and the way that people are brought to Him. Let's talk about how genuine regeneration must bring results in this life. Genuine regeneration must bring results in this physical life. So we can look at uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, and that shows us that those who are born of God, uh, they cannot make a practice of sinning. Okay, it can't be their their modus operandi to to continue sinning in their life. Okay, this doesn't mean, and, and I want to be specific about this. This doesn't mean that uh, we will cease sinning. Okay, there's uh, there's some people out there, and it's it's heresy that say that they uh, have become so close to Jesus or or they've been saved and so they no longer sin right? Anybody who says that they are no longer sinning uh, is actually sinning right then and and lying because we are not perfect people and we'll never reach that point, right? So it's not about being sinless, but it does mean that we uh, won't have a pattern of continuing indulgence in sin. We won't be constantly indulging in sin. I've mentioned this to to people when, when we talk about things, about how uh the spirit convicts us of sin. And so as the spirit is convicting us of, of sin in our lives, we don't continue going on sinning uh in this pattern. We're convicted of it. We our our, our body yearns to change that, our hearts, our souls, our minds yearn to change that. Um and that is a, a sign of regeneration working in our lives, right? Uh, we can also look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, that also says that he who is born of God is protected from the evil one, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That comes from 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 4. Uh, so what what in the world does that mean, being protected from the evil one? Well, It's not to say that we aren't going to be affected by evil powers, external evil powers uh, in this world, okay? There is still a a degree of spiritual battlement of of, of evil principalities uh, in this world, but we're kept safe from the ultimate spiritual harm from the evil one. We are kept safe from ultimate spiritual harm from the evil one. And that, again, is a result of genuine regeneration in a believer's life. Okay? And Grudem says that a believer will believe, someone who's regenerated, will believe in Jesus as the Christ. They will refrain from a pattern of continual sin They will love their neighbor, they will overcome the temptations of the world, and they will be kept safe from ultimate harm by the evil one. They will believe in Jesus Christ. They will refrain from a pattern of continual sin. They will love their neighbor. They will overcome the temptations of the world, and they will be kept safe from ultimate harm by the evil one. So, all of those, all of those, are are trademarks of a believer uh, being truly regenerated. Okay. Paul also in Galatians five, chapter twenty through twenty two through twenty. I'm sorry, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, uh, give the fruit of the Spirit. Um, And this fruit of the Spirit, uh, it will be made manifest in a believer's life. Uh, In somebody who has been genuinely regenerative, the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in their life. And these are things that grow from the Spirit inside of them. And again, I, I think I've said this probably on other podcast episodes. I know that if anybody has ever talked to me, they've heard me uh, most likely say this about the fruit of the Spirit. I think it's very important, especially in this context that you remember that it's called the fruit of the spirit, not the seed of the spirit, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, all of these things, um, I might have missed a couple in there, um, all of these things are specifically uh, fruit, not seeds, which mean that that a person who has genuinely been uh, regenerated, that genuinely has the spirit inside of them, their lives will... Bear this fruit. The spirit will create this fruit in their life. Um, so, so it's important to recognize that, that these things grow from that spirit inside of them. They're not ways of getting the spirit in in you, but that this manifests the spirit inside uh, partially manifests itself through this fruit. And then I think another really interesting and important point to make. Um, Especially as you see sometimes different groups of people, and this may be talked about in other chapters also, but different groups of people who require things like a baptism of of the uh, of of the Holy Spirit um, or you know working miracles and things uh, to to show that you've been a believer. Uh, neither Jesus nor Paul ever point to miracles or activities as evidence of regeneration. Um, they consistently point. To character traits in somebody's lives. So they don't, so again, it's not miracles or activities um, that are evidence of regeneration. In fact, in fact, if we go to Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 through 23, it says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? In your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name. All of these things, right? Being, being miracles or activities. And in verse 23, the response is, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. What, what does this mean? This means, again, like I just said, the miracles and activities are not evidence of regeneration. It's character traits, right? Even this Matthew verse shows that, that if you have these miracles or these activities, there still is this, this, this requirement of character traits that are evidence of regeneration, genuine rede- regeneration, manifestation of fruit of the Spirit in your life. Uh, that brings about, uh, brings about that saving face, faith. So apparently, these acts, uh, the prophesy a name, cast out demons in your name, do mighty works in your name, they can be performed by natural man, Un- uh, unbelievers. But the Christ-like character traits that are mentioned in the fruit of the Spirit and just how... Uh, God is manifested in you. Those Christ-like character traits can only be produced by the Spirit of God working in us and giving us new life. So with that, that wraps up a majority of this chapter uh, on regeneration. And I would just encourage you, again, if you don't have the book, um, or if you haven't read through the book, to get uh, Systematic Theology Uh, edition two from Dr. Wayne Grudem that we're going through. Read through chapter 34 on regeneration. Understand uh, where Grudem is going with this. Read through the different verses that were mentioned so that you can see where this is coming from. Uh, And I just encourage you to, to allow the Spirit to work in your life and to find hope uh, and, and grace and faith in his regenerative work uh, in you. So thank you, uh, and we will catch you on the next episode.